Ethel Barrymore, Girl Actress by Shirley Petkin Newman Illustrated by Al Fiorentino Chapter 1 Opening Night Four-year-old Ethel tossed and turned in her big, soft bed. She squeezed her eyes shut and lay still a moment. It was no use. She couldn't lie still, and she couldn't keep her eyes shut. She was much too excited to sleep. When would nap time be over? She wondered, staring at the canopy overhead. All at once, she heard footsteps coming down the hall toward her door. Was it Grandmother? Was it time to get up at last? Time to go to the theater to see Mama and Papa in the play? Eyes bright, Ethel sat up straight. Whoever it was came closer. The door opened. Get up, get up! Ethel's five-year-old brother Lionel leaped onto the bed, pulled her to her feet, and jumped up and down. The bed springs squeaked. The floor creaked. The children jumped so high and laughed so hard. The big old house seemed to laugh right along with them. "'What's going on here?' said a voice from the doorway. The children stopped jumping. It was Grandmother. Her eyes were twinkling beneath her gray hair, which was piled high on her head in the style of the year 1893. Tumbling off the bed, Lionel and Ethel threw their arms about their grandmother's knees. "'Is it time to go, Mamum?' Ethel cried, using her grandmother's pet name. "'Is it time to go and see Mama and Papa on the stage?' "'It will soon be time.' Mamum leaned down and hugged them close. Then she pushed them away gently and smoothed her long skirts. "'Are you going to the theater like that, Ethel? What would the newspaper say?' Mrs. Drew held a make-believe newspaper in the air. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, she pretended to read. Ethel Barrymore, daughter of actors Maurice Barrymore and Georgia Drew Barrymore, went to the theater last night in a long pink nightie. Lionel hopped up and down on one foot, laughing so hard his cheeks grew as pink as his sister's nightgown. All right, that's enough now, said Grandmother. We must get ready. Remember that theater people are never late. It wouldn't matter if we were late, Mamum, said Lionel. We're not in the play. That makes no difference. Mrs. Drew took Ethel's best white pinafore from the closet. Go along to your room, Lionel. Nurse Kitty has your clothes ready. May I feed my mice first? Don't you ever think about anything but your pet mice. My mum made a face. Well, all right, but make sure they don't escape. I will. Lionel slammed the door behind him. His footsteps clattered down the long hall. Is baby John coming with us to see Mama and Papa? Ethel asked as my mum slipped her petticoat over her head. Mercy no, dear, Mrs. Drew smiled. In this family, we start going to the theater young, but not that young. Oh, then he'll stay home with Kitty. Ethel laughed a little and turned so my mum could tie her sash. If he did come with us tonight, he might cry when he saw Mama and Papa. Now Ethel held up a make-believe newspaper and imitated her grandmother's voice. 
John Barrymore said wah, wah when his mama and papa came on the stage. Mama chuckled. You're a good actress, she said running a brush over Ethel's long brown hair. You take after your mother. Don't I take after my papa too? Yes, you certainly do. I take after you too, my mom. Ethel reminded her, you're an actress too. Yes, and you can go back farther than that. Your grandfather was an actor, and so are many of your uncles and aunts. Will I be on stage too? Mrs. Drew smiled. Someday, perhaps. Right now, your job is to go downstairs so Cook can give you supper. I must dress. All right, my mum. Ethel ran down the stairs to the kitchen, two steps at a time. She hummed all the way. It was wonderful to be going to the theater for the very first time. She'd dreamed about it so often. At last, she'd see what the theater was really like. After supper, Ethel and Lionel went to the sitting room with Nurse Kitty to wait for Mama. Of all the rooms in the big old house, Ethel liked this one best. Paintings of rolling hills and blue ocean covered the walls. Purple drapes hung at the windows. Best of all, on Mumum's desk stood a glass case with a gold medal inside. Ethel smiled as she looked at the medal. It belonged to Mumum, and Ethel loved to hear her grandmother tell how she got it. Mumum had acted in a play about William Tell when she was only eight years old. She had played the part of William Tell's son, and she had had an apple shot off her head. Nurse Kitty sat down at Mamum's desk and started to cut something out of a newspaper. Kitty was young and plump, and when she talked, the curly red hair under her white cap bounced up and down. Ethel thought Kitty's curls bounced like the springs on a bed. What are you doing? she asked, peeking over Kitty's shoulder. I'm pasting some clippings into your mother's scrapbook. She wants to take it with her on tour. The nurse glanced down at baby John as he crawled across the carpet. Oh, I see, Ethel said thoughtfully. She was silent a moment. Are Mama and Papa going away again? She asked softly. Of course they're going away, Nenny. Lionel drew his eyebrows together to look wise. They're going on tour to act in other cities. Ethel sat down on the gold-colored sofa. Kitty, she asked, not lifting her eyes from the music box on the table. May I go with Mama and Papa this time? I don't think so, dear. Your Mama and Papa are very busy when they go on tour. They're on stage almost every single night. I could watch them. Ethel said promptly. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Kitty laughed and smoothed the little girl's hair. What would she like? Grandmother stood in the doorway. The children looked at her admiringly. She was very elegant in her long velvet coat with a bustle in the back. We'd like to go with Mama and Papa on tour, Lionel said. May we, Mamum? Mrs. Drew hesitated. Sometime, perhaps. Come along now. The carriage is waiting to take us to the theater. 
Outside, Ethel smuggled her hands into her warm fur muff. The evening air was cold and crisp. A great snowplow, drawn by six snorting horses, pushed the snow into high drifts by the side of the street. Sure, and you look mighty pretty, Miss Ethel, said Patrick, the big red-faced coachman. You're as pretty as your mother and grandmother. She swung the little girl into the back of the glassed-in carriage. Thank you, Ethel replied politely. May I sit on top and hold the reins, Mamum? Lionel asked eagerly. You can't hold the reins tonight, Lionel. We must get to the theater on time. Patrick helped Mamum and Lionel in, spread a warm blanket across everyone's lap, and closed the door. Then the coachman climbed up to the driver's seat and called, Get up! to the horses. The carriage started forward. Clippity-clop, clippity-clop, to the theater, to the theater, we're going to the theater. The horses' hose seemed to say as they clattered rhythmically along the cobblestone streets. Ethel turned her head from side to side to look at the brick houses. How lucky she was to live in Philadelphia, she thought. Mama had told her George Washington had ridden his horse along this very street when Philadelphia was capital of the nation. She sighed. Yes, she liked it here. Still, she wished she could go on tour with Mama and Papa and see lots of other cities, too. Before long, the carriage stopped and the coachman swung Ethel down to the crowded sidewalk. She looked up at the theater. Her eyes widened at the beauty of the tall white columns which seemed to hold up the roof. Without waiting for Mamam or Lionel, she ran through the crowd up the steps to the entrance. There, she stopped short. A picture of Papa was pasted on a big sign beside the door. She squeezed between some people to look at the picture more closely. Look, she cried to a woman in the crowd. That's my papa. Really, said the woman. What's your name, little girl? Ethel. Ethel Barrymore. I'm going to see my mama and papa on the stage. They're fine actors, said the woman. Thank you. Ethel felt warm with pride. Come along, dear. Mamam smiled at the woman and led her grandchildren away from the entrance. We'll go in the stage door. It's right over there. Why do we go that way? Ethel asked. Because Mamam owns the theater, that's why, Lionel explained. Oh, Ethel said. She didn't know what owning the theater meant exactly, but she thought it must be very important. An old man at the door bowed and stepped aside so they could pass. Good evening, Mrs. Drew, he said. I see we have two special guests tonight. Yes, Andrew, this is my granddaughter, Ethel, and my grandson, Lionel. Show them to our box, please. I'll join you there in a few minutes, children. All right, my mum. Ethel slipped her hand into Lionel's and followed the doorman across the wings toward the staircase. What fun it was to be backstage. She was so excited she hardly knew what way to look first. Actresses in pretty costumes milled about. Men rushed to and fro, 
Some of them were pushing scenery out onto the stage. The little girl wondered where her papa and mama were. Andrew stopped a moment. Your mother and father are in their dressing room getting ready, he explained as if he'd read her thoughts. The play will start soon. I can hardly wait. They went up the stairs and down a long corridor to a door marked D. Here you are, Andrew said, motioning them inside. Box D, reserved especially for the Barrymores. The children squeezed between the seats to the railing. Standing on tiptoe, they gazed down over the audience. Ethel's eyes opened wide, and she trembled with delight. It was all so splendid. The ladies and gentlemen were dressed in elegant evening clothes. She looked in wonder at the fluttering fans and sparkling jewels. Your grandmother will be up soon, Andrew reminded them. Stay here in the box now. We will, the children promised. Sal, look at that! Lionel pointed at the fancy velvet curtain with gold tassels. Mm, It's beautiful! Everything is beautiful! Oh, Lionel, I wish... I wish we could go with Mama and Papa on tour. So do I, Lionel answered. The lights dimmed. A hush fell over the audience. The play called Romeo and Juliet was about to begin. <laughs>